Welcome to the Bible Rundown, day 173, Esther 6 through 8, and Acts chapter 6. So Rob, when you were doing your year-long series through the Old Testament, you preached Esther 6. So let's just run with it. What are we to make of these uh, middle chapters and, and the reversal of roles, if you will? Yeah, so Haman, Haman is... Uh is uh is in the king's court he's he's one of king's trusted men and mordecai is this this poor jewish man who's out by the gate and uh you know he he's not allowed into the king's court he's outside of the king's gate and all of a sudden the king is reminded of what mordecai did in in saving the king uh, when there was a plot for his life and the king actually talks to Haman and asks him, Hey, what, what should I do for somebody who wants to be honored by the king? And the, and he goes on and on about how he should, you know, have these Royal robes and this horse and the Royal crown is set. And, and, uh, and then let them dress the man and let him lead through the city proclaiming, this is what shall be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. And then the king says to Haman, who Haman thinks, man, who is going to, who, who is the king going to honor but me? And he says, Haman, do this for Mordecai. And so it's just this, and Mordecai leads his enemy I mean, Haman leads his enemy Mordecai through the streets, proclaiming the honor, and he's so upset. Um, you know, and so he's just he is just so distraught, but it's this picture, right, of Christ who lowers himself in humility, not only to to take on flesh, to be born as an infant baby in a manger to take on flesh, but to be a servant, but not just any servant, to die a death on the cross and not just any death, the death upon the cross for salvation of mankind, only to be exalted by the Lord. And so, you know, this this understanding of God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And as we walk our life, we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may lift us up in due time. And so these, these, this understanding of how the gospel actually works and how God's people are exalted. It's not through our efforts or our, or our pride, but actually through humility and trusting in our God who is faithful and gives to us what we need in the time of need and uh, this is this is exactly what the gospel looks like for us and how we live our life. And this is how God works. But it's just this this paradox of two people in which um, seems, you know, very different. Yet God is 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 orchestrating all these things for his glory. Amen. I couldn't summarize this any better. And uh Man, these chapters are good and and just shows God's uh, plan unfolding. Hey, chapter six is key because we've got the introduction of the deacons and they're to come alongside the apostles and serve. And uh, there's been some controversy recently in the Southern Baptist Convention about 
certain offices and qualifications for those. But when it comes to deacons, it's interesting of what they look for as the qualification for the men that they want to put forward to serve the church early on. Yeah. Full of the spirit and wisdom. Um, what, what, what should be the feeling for uh, deacons that are serving well and for a church to identify who is qualified to serve as a deacon in the first place? Yeah, I think I think it's important to understand the role of a deacon at first is um, one of the things that the church has to be able to do is um, have leaders who devote themselves to the ministry of the word and to prayer. And so, you know, it's almost as if there are roles and um, things that need to be done within the church that uh, cannot be done by all of the leaders. And so this is an addition to the leadership. It's an addition to the leaders of the of God's church to be able to accomplish what needs to be done in the body, in the life of the body of the church. Um, some would call it Strock, one of the writers of, of, of a book on deacons. He, as he would say, assistant to the elders to care for the flock of God. So, you know, these, these assistants, if you will, um, caring for God's people and shepherding those people um, under the authority of the elders is really, you know, where, where we, where we would see this, this taking place. But, um, you know, these, these men are, uh, you know, doing the work that needs to be done in the body and uh, they're to be filled with the spirit, good repute, and of wisdom. And so God's kind of, through necessity, the church is kind of birthing uh, the idea that there can't just be elder, overseer, shepherds, that there, there needs to be deacons or servants in the body to assist with the care for God's church. Amen. Um, deacons are a critical role. And then one of these deacons is uh, none other than Stephen, who uh, is clearly a man of God, full of grace, power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. But this, uh, his speech that he will give in the next chapter after being seized by the Sanhedrin is full evidence of, of his being filled by the Holy Spirit. And so uh, it's going to be good when we read that coming up. But uh, how, how does one go about, Rob, to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? Are there some of us that are not filled with the Holy Spirit? It's only these deacons and these elders or apostles that, that are filled with him. What's the hope yeah. for the rest of us, the average man or woman? Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I mean, again, the spirit of the living God is, is given from, from, uh, 
from God to his people who come under the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ that proclaim Christ as Lord. And he gives his spirit. Again, in Acts, we see that these tongues of fire are the speaking spirit. And we'll see that in Stephen as he will speak the truths of God's word to the Sanhedrin, to the the uh, those that are um, against Christ. And ultimately, he will be killed for his speaking of the word of God. Um, so, again, full of the spirit, what we're talking about is the spirit of the living God so indwelling someone that they are led by God to proclaim his word. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And so um, they're proclaiming the truth of God's word. They're proclaiming the character and nature of God by their actions. And so full of the spirit of the living God, um, they're, they're not only proclaiming his word, but they're proclaiming it through their actions as well. So we, we, we see this full submission to the Lord and his work at, uh, with those that are full of the spirit of living God, dying to flesh, living in the spirit. Galatians talks about it um, pretty in-depthly of how to live in the spirit, how to walk in the spirit, how to walk in the flesh, and what that looks like. But, um, but yeah. Good, good word. Well, chapter seven of Acts is uh, an intense uh, speech and account, but uh, it's enriching. It'll be good to dive through that. Any final thoughts, Bible Rundown today? Yeah, it says this in uh, Galatians five twelve. But I say, walk in this by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. So, against the flesh, against with the spirit comes, um, you know, an attitude of submission to the Lord and his word. So, that's what, that's what I have to say. That's a good word. That's the Bible rundown. We're all the way caught up. We'll we'll uh we'll see you tomorrow.